Tech Talks in 20 focuses on the hottest technology topics and customer experience right now. When we talk tech, we cover everything from supercharging the customer experience with AI to composable CX to what's hot with bots. Plus, we reveal the data behind the latest customer and employee experience technology trends, all in about 20 minutes. Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon. Hey, Ginger, what is the one topic we cover the most within our Tech Talks in 20? Well, I would say that the topic that is pervasive because it connects to all the other topics that we've mm-hmm. talked about is AI. I think the reason is, you know, I've, I've thought about this. It's We've been talking about it. It still feels new to us in the contact center space. However, it continues to change and evolve almost quarterly, we get new innovations around that. So it's important to keep up with it. Let's figure out a way to keep up with it today. What what do you got in store for us? Uh, I have Rahul Garg, who is Vice President of Product for AI and Conversational AI at Genesis. And if there's anyone who knows his stuff around AI, it is Rahul. Rahul, welcome to Tech Talks in 20. Please tell us about yourself and your role at Genesis. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So my role at Genesis is really, I'm the VP of product for AI and conversational AI. So my team has formally been tasked with all of our conversational tools like bots, uh, agent assist, our knowledge products. But in, in the change in the world over the last six to 12 months, we've taken on a bigger role with generative AIs. So my team is building the next generation of bots, agent assist tools that take advantage of generative AI. That's fantastic. So as you said, AI, it's already pervasive in customer experience, but it's also really just the beginning, right? And I feel like there's a lack of clarity out there in the market of what AI really is and what it can do for the customer experience. So can you give us an overview of the key areas of AI within customer experience? Yeah. So we look at AI in two two ways at Genesis. One's predictive AI. And what that really meant to do is drive predictions throughout the, the product. So think about trying to predict if a user is going to actually engage with AI. So that's our predictive engagement product. We try to predict the right agent to send the user to. And then even post-call, we create predictions and analytics for um, the call itself, right? So was it negative? Was it positive? Was the agent helpful? Were they not helpful? The one benefit of predictive AI is you don't have to do anything. You just turn it on, right? The models are already created. They don't require data to go move forward. Uh, We've done a lot of that legwork for you. And then we have another batch of AI, which is our conversational AI, which is really meant to mimic agents for menial tasks. So having a a knowledge article that can help a user self-serve or to give them a bot where they can have a conversation uh, with an agent. But before they even talk to the agent, get the five pieces of information that an agent needs or just have the entire conversation. When we talk to a lot of our customers, they spend a lot of time saying, hey, 30% of my calls are level one calls like reset password in a help desk or Uh, I need to set up a return for an e-retailer. You don't really need an agent to do that. There's a way to do that 
with a bot, it guides you through that process. The difference between conversational models is they are very configurable. So they're built to speak the language you speak, understand the language your your users speak. So they're, they require more work, more lift and shift, but there's a bigger return on investment there because you could deflect calls, you could help your agents in real time so that there's there's a return on investment immediately using those models. But together, I think they drive a really good empathetic experience for both agents as well as consumers. So it's not just bots, right? That's the That's the key to this, right? No, no, it's definitely not just bots. I think bots is a starting point, but it's really around augmenting human so bots are bots are only as good as what you create so what we see is people will create bots but they'll add knowledge to it to make that better they'll add api integrations in the back end to make the bots actually do things rather than just giving you answers but using bots is really i'd call it more software it's telling you how to connect users with different tasks but ai underneath the covers can predict hey I need to go ping Ginger proactively because she's in a recall group. And then when you tie it with bots, you could have that entire conversation without actually having a human involved. Let's talk a little bit more about the benefits. You mentioned a couple streamlining processes and cost savings. Where where else is AI delivering value in the customer experience? I think it's driving customer satisfaction. Um, if you look at conversations you have with your friends, you don't really spend a lot of time talking to them on things you expect them to understand and know some of the context. With AI, we can actually do that in real time. I, kn- I know you as a customer. If I know who you are, I know you bought 10 things from me. I can have a deeper conversation with you, right? So now, and, and I, I talk to many people in the world that say, hey, I, I hate the fact that Amazon knows so much about me because it's listening in at my house. I love it because it makes my life so much easier because I forget what I was going there to search for. And then it tells me, hey, this is what you're talking about. But in general, I think from a satisfaction perspective, if, if you could help drive those like enriched, hyper-personalized experiences without a lot of lift, it's definitely a drive that customer sat. And we're seeing major gains on the agent side. So we're, we're offering agents things like summarization. Right now, if you look at agent calls, 40% of the time is spent at the end of the call to wrap it up. They summarize the call, they'll write all the notes, they'll update their Salesforce records or any CRM records they have. Why can't we automate that to make their lives easier? And now all of a sudden, your agents are doing 40% more work on on calls with customers versus spending all that time on back office work. You talked about it not being a heavy lift. Can you go into a little bit more about that? Because I feel like that's the that's the point where you know people will pull back from AI. They they'll they they can't imagine getting to the point you're talking about without a heavy lift. I'd say today, building a bot, most of our customers, it takes them three to six weeks, give or take. We give them tools to make it easy. They have a lot of data already. If you are a contact center, you have treasure trove of conversations with with your consumers. We give them tools that say, hey, these are the top 10 things your consumers are talking about. Let me go train the model for you using our intent miner tool. 
and we just go train it. Once those models are trained, you then have to say, okay, now for this intent, what is a process flow? And we could either bring that in from third-party process flows, or you can integrate them directly into Genesis. But the Lyft isn't building AI. It's really building the integrations on the back end to do things. And then with those predictive type of models, summarizing calls, day one, you turn it on and you could actually summarize a conversation. You don't have to do much work there. And I think generative is actually flipping that paradigm even further. We're working through some concepts of building bots from just previous flows and calls that you've had. You you tell it, hey, I want to automate this queue with a bot, and we can actually take previous data from that queue, understand the intents, because that queue had 50 calls that were for password reset, 25 calls that were for updating my sales force persona that can go create those flows based off what your agents had those conversations with. And then all of a sudden you have a bot ready to go. So it really, there's streamlined processes, but the way software is developing and AI is developing, it's making it more easy for the common person to use. We don't tell any of our clients that you need data scientists to go build this stuff. We've made it so that most business analysts can say, this is my business problem I'm trying to solve. This is how I can go build it. So do you see the roles evolving in the developer teams, the IT side of the house in terms of customer experience as AI becomes more pervasive? A little bit, a little bit. I think you'll see more designers than IT folk, right? They're going to be more looking at how do I design the perfect conversation or how do I design the perfect experience for my customers? Now, there's there's still going to be need for IT. You still need to go integrate with your backend systems, your CRMs. IT is still going to have to do those API integrations. But your IT team doesn't build IVR flows anymore, which they used to. Now, your IT team is building the integrations to different backend systems, but your conversation designer is saying, hey, Ginger is going to call in for these five things. These are the different flows, and this is a conversation I want you to have with her. Do you see a conversation designer type of role being something that an agent could step into once they've been around for a while because they know the customer conversations so well? Yeah, I would bet on it because we're using agent conversations to design conversations automatically, right? So if they know the conversations, they can then check, hey, if the AI built this, it's a good conversation. I think agents are actually going to elevate themselves because they're no longer going to do like level one, level two tasks. They're going to be more focused on harder problems to solve as well as um, delivering that experience when a customer is irate or even on a different emotional spectrum than um, than a normal customer. And there are places where you'll always need agents to provide empathy that AI, AI will get close to, but it won't ever provide human empathy. And so I, I, see, I see agents being key to the success here. You made another good point uh, when you mentioned the difference between IT and uh, bot conversation builders and designers. Because um, you mentioned ge- generative AI can create those, but it doesn't mean that you don't need those resources, right? Yeah. If you talk just a little bit about that, because not not to confuse 
uh, anyone that we can do this automatically. Yeah. So I, and I've talked to customers across the board, right? Some are like, well, I could just use chat GPT. Why do I need to build it? Short nine times out of 10, the answer will be right. But that one time out of 10, can your business risk it? Probably not, especially if you're regulated industries, if you're a government business, you can't have it give the wrong answer. So that's where we spend a lot of time saying, hey, we, we will get you started, but you still want somebody in the middle to say, hey, this is the correct answer. So a lot of the generative starting points for us are going to be human in the middle. So agent assist. So the agent actually sees the summary before it goes to the backend system. The agent sees the knowledge article that was retrieved before it goes to the consumer. Then there's also the helping those bot designers build bots, creating the training data for them, showing it to them, letting them commit it to the, pro- uh, the product, right? Because again, and each model is very different, but if you look at a lot of the public models, they, they do tend to veer off um, off script sometimes. Um, you know, they, they hallucinate. And, and we do a lot of work to prevent that. But, you know, you still want to make sure that the tech is up to par. And it changes on a daily basis in the generative AI space itself, which isn't new, right? Generative AI is not new. It's the compute power that makes it easy to use is new. But we do see hallucinations, toxicity, and we put in pre and post processing into our, our API calls to make sure that that doesn't happen. But, but the best way to prevent it is to have a human in the middle. A lot of our purpose is meant to augment your agents, augment your supervisors, augment your bot designers so that they can get their jobs done quicker, easier, faster, at high quality. Speaking of faster, it sounds like a lot of the benefits of AI and the customer experience comes back to that real-time interaction, that real-time information delivery. Giving the agency answer right away or giving the customer the ability to fulfill what they're looking for without being on hold or asking an agent is true nirvana. Average wait times should be zero at a certain point. They shouldn't be ongoing. You know, when you call an airline, it shouldn't take two hours to reschedule my flight because there's lightning in the area. And a lot of airlines are working on making self-service within their apps, but why can't that be conversational? I had an issue a couple of months ago where my flight was booked for the wrong day by by me not looking at the calendar properly or looking at the wrong month when I booked it. Um, and then I booked it for a Saturday instead of a Sunday night. And it took me 40 minutes to try to get it to change And I was willing to pay my change fees and everything. I wasn't looking for, I screwed up. I knew I did, but that shouldn't have taken me 40 minutes. It should have been three clicks on the website saying, I want to modify my ticket to this day. So what's the, what question do you get the most from the customers that you get a chance to talk to? What do you think they want to see the most? I guess that's a better question. I get, there's two types of customers, right? One is, can I just get rid of all my agents and use AI? No, I, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But the question then is, where do I get started? Or what do I do first? Because there's so many different things to do. And I tell them, turn on predictive models. Let your data help you in real time. Turn on summarization. 
give your agents a superpower to finish a call one minute faster. Then start saying, okay, based off that, what are the next steps is really build knowledge, whether it's somewhere else or five different places, get your knowledge repos in order, share that data across all of your conversational areas. Because once you bring knowledge into a bot or into even into Genesis, you can use it with a bot, you can use it with an agent immediately. You don't have to do any work. You put the articles in, we pull it up and say, here you go. That's your FAQ bot. So you already have a bot up and running. And then and then you can say, hey, based off that, 50 calls I get out of the 100 are asking for this backend process. Let me go build that flow. But you could see value day one, and you could then have a, a stepping stone up to day three, day four, and then your true nirvana within a year. Now, I, I know there's... There's a lot of folks that will say, hey, we can't get any of that done as an enterprise. We have to slate it in. And I said, and you turn it on as a preference in the admin console. You don't have to change anything. And they say yes. And then all of a sudden, they start seeing value. And then they can sell it to their boss saying, oh, look, look, I didn't do anything and I got this. What if I just spent an hour doing this? And, and then they see more and more value. But you know. I tell this to all the clients, if you don't start now, you're probably going to get left behind by your competitors. So when you're evaluating AI technology, anything to watch out for and anything that maybe is a myth that you can bust when you're talking about that? Um, <clears throat> I would say, you know, Everyone will tell you the AI will solve everything. It will drive your your ROI right away. It it will. It will in some cases, it won't in some cases. So look at what you're doing and how much work it is. Um, find out from other vendors what do they include and in what they're doing to is there a big services cost? I've been around the block knowing a lot of people can say, hey, my AI can deliver 70% uplift right away. But that's assuming that they are doing the uh, project management and actually the PS work. They're not assuming you're doing that. And so now all of a sudden, sure, it's 70% after a two-year project. So what you want to think about is where do I get started? What data do I have? What data do I want to use? What data do I need to go get approval from legal to use? But when we look at different AI tech, we do the same thing. We make sure... Hey, can I put my data here? If it's a third-party engine, if I can't put my data here, why not? What are the things I need to go deal with? Let's say I can put my data here. What can it do right away without me trading it? And what, what do I need to do to customize it? Build a roadmap. Talk to your digital experts. They'll tell you these are the one, two, three things you should do right away. Um, a lot of customers I talk to say, we don't have any digital presence turn on a, a FAQ bot that talks to a live agent, it will create a treasure trove of data for you. But we kind of go all around the block here, but when you evaluate the tech, make sure you know what you're getting into in terms of the data you need to get it up and running. What do you see on the horizon for, for AI, for conversational and all the, all the pieces that go into that? What's, what's next? I think you'll see more emphasis on augmented 
not reality, but augmented AI to augment human agents and consumers. So talked a little about summarization on our end. We're looking at a bunch of other things we can do to help those agents building agent-facing virtual assistants to help them with tasks. So we've escalated to an agent. Now you said something in the conversation that we know how to do, like go update an email or go create a back office uh, task. Instead of having the agent do that, what if the AI assisted them? So it's augmenting their job, not replacing, but helping them get through calls quicker. So I would say agent assist is probably my biggest area. I see lots of innovation coming very quickly because it's easy to give something to an agent. There's a human in the middle to make sure things don't go awry. And then you could drive some really good productivity for agents. So it's a win-win all across the board. To me, over the next six months to 12 months, you're going to see massive uh, features that help agents using AI. And then from there, that same technology is going to get lead into the consumer side of things because over the six to 12 months, people get more comfortable with some of these AI models and say, hey, it's it's okay for us to use with uh, consumers. And we know that agents and consumers both want streamlined experiences that boost their engagement. Yeah. And I haven't even talked about how this will help supervisors, right? Supervisors can get alerts that, hey, you know, Michael over here has had 10 negative conversations. You should go talk to him, right? Um, Giving them summaries. Hey, every time Michael talks about a product specifically around something, the sentiment is negative. Maybe he just needs to learn more. So all of that data can flow into some of these supervisor decisions and um, tasks that supervisors need to do. And I think I think that that's another area where this year, the same stuff we're going to do for agents, you'll see for supervisors as well. We have a million agents on the platform, so we know we could provide the biggest bang there. But with those million agents, there's a lot of supervisors as well. Well, as predicting the next best action for supervisors, I I think it's, I have to step in and say the next best thing for us to do is probably wrap up the conversation because you were taking us into a whole nother episode, which we probably should do in the future around how how it's enhancing supervisor. But I want to thank you very much for joining us today. And uh, thanks for sharing all that information. Thank you for having me. It was great to be here. Great conversation with Rahul Garg on AI Today. One of the things that stood out for me, Michael, was how to get started. Simple as I know, simple, but not really easy. Uh, Just turn on predictive analytics, get started with predictive, then flow into agent assist, then bring on knowledge, and then use that knowledge to update your process flows. Yeah. And two things from that. Uh, One of the things that I took away from it, and you know, we're doing agent assist, but he talked a little bit about you know, I'll coin this phrase, developer assist, because we have uh, generative AI that can help us along the way with building those conversational AI, uh, but still having that human in the middle, which is the important part. But the other piece, uh, when we talk about kicking it off, is how important it is to know your data and know how your data is structured and know if your data is a right fit for a technology that you're evaluating. It's going to be interesting what AI has in store next, because as you said, Michael, it's going to keep continually evolving and changing and companies are going to innovate with it. It's going to be an exciting space to watch. 
As we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you were able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, we want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on Genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and will leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified of new episodes of the podcast and feel free to share with your colleagues. Again, thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.